A 62-year-old grandmother is mad and grieving after police shot and killed her 13-year-old dog, Wrinkles. You can see all the bullet holes, about eight bullet holes, all up and down the steps of bullets everywhere. Marietta Robinson says officers showed up with a search warrant for drugs in relation to her 28-year-old grandson, and she let them in her house under one condition. I asked his permission, may I put my dog in the bathroom or in the backyard? He said, go ahead and put her in the bathroom. We're not going to hurt her. But Wrinkles was killed anyway after an officer opened the bathroom door. They started shooting the dog, and I screamed, and I backed up, and I went around this way. And I was saying, please don't shoot him. Police say the dog attacked an officer. Robinson says officers even used her water cooler after killing her dog. They washed their hands in my drinking water. Robinson says the shooting never had to happen because her grandson hasn't lived in her home for 12 years. My grandson couldn't he come in here because he hasn't lived in so long. My dog don't know my grandson. We looked through the whole incident. Police are investigating to see if any policies were violated. They can't bring me my dog back. I don't want no apology. They need to be fired and get somebody on the job that know what they're doing. Robinson says police told her they found bags with drug residue inside. She says they're fortune cookie wrappers. Myra Lopez, the Associated Press. Now you gotta love it. Some old woman, grandson, hadn't lived there in 12 years. They found some fortune cookie wrappers. I've seen them SWAT team of Patriot because they have an American flag or Gadsden flag sticker on their car. Uh, I think I have a clip of this in Road to Tyranny from the news choppers and, and the police then tell them, yes, we found a pipe bomb and then they show jumper cables and it came out in court and they had to drop the case. The fellow's name was Farrell Montgomery uh, out in Arizona. So they pull over somebody who's got an American flag on their car or a don't tread on me sticker. I mean, they're they're going to get beaten. They tasered him, let the police dog, while he was on the ground being tasered, bite him. He didn't resist. He got out with his hands up. And then they said, oh, we better frame him. See, police, why do you act like this? Well, why have you been trained to hate Americans? They're like attack dogs that have been trained. If they see an American or a patriot, they're bad. And the Southern Poverty Law Center, ADL, has taught them this. Now, a lot of cops are waking up, but a lot of them aren't. And we now have this incredible video from Senator Kyle up on InfoWars.com and PrisonPlanet.com. I want to play that one more time before we go to Alan Watt because that's the first issue I want to raise with him. Do we have that video, Senator Kyle, ready? Great. Great. And in that uh, Senator Kyle video, he he's and, and the audio is not too good, but it's video at a town hall. He clearly says, I was in a closed-door meeting with Obama. He says, I kicked everybody out. And he, he said, well, I didn't kick out General Jones. He's the head of national security. But I asked him to leave. And I said to Obama, why are you doing this? And Obama said, we need to continue the crisis down there so people will give us immigration reform, which means total amnesty. Then they just legalize all the illegals. And then the feds claim they're going to secure the borders. And that's what they've been telling the states for the last five years. That's really the Bush policy, which is the CFR policy. So you've got the border completely collapsing. Mexico is a failed state. All these murders. Sheriffs calling for help, saying they're being attacked, they're being killed. Uh, 80 to 100 miles into Arizona, past Tucson. You can't go in the national parks because the illegals have just taken it over as drug corridors. All of this is going on. So they have a crisis and can say, look at the problem. We need amnesty to fix it. So let's go ahead and play that clip. I met with the president in the Oval Office, just the two of us. I kicked the rest of the people out. I asked them if they would leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we had a discussion. A lot better. <laughs> no, one was General Jones. And that's oh, the security advisor that I had. And, uh, but anyway, um, here's what the president said. The problem is, he said, if we secure the border, then you all won't have any reason to support comprehensive immigration reform. In other words, they're holding it hostage. They don't want to secure the border unless and until it is combined with comprehensive immigration reform. I explained. All right. You and I. And then he goes on from there. Why is this important? It's another admission of problem, reaction, solution. Thousands are dead on the U.S. side, 20-plus thousand on the Mexican side, most of it on the Texas-Arizona border, some on the California-New Mexico. And, I mean, that is dereliction of duty. That is aiding and abetting murder and lawlessness. 
and chaos. But this is the entire modus operandi of the globalist. Uh, so we go now to Alan Watt for the balance of the radio broadcast, the next hour and 20 minutes, 22 minutes. Alan Watt is a long-term researcher into the uh, causative forces behind major changes in historical development, and I found his research is spot on. His background is that of a uh, Renaissance man with a background in three professions, plus having various books published in religion, philosophy, poetry, mainly under pseudonyms for much of his uh, life. Uh, he has been heavily involved in the music industry, songwriter, singer, performer, involved in folk music, blues, pop, rock, even classical. Also known for his uh, session guitar work, he has played with some of the best well-known artists and groups. Born in Scotland, he watched the uh, subtleties of politics and the media as they guided the population of the U.K. covertly into the European amalgamation. He has been... Uh, warning the North American people for some years now that the same process of amalgamation is being carried out. With historical documentation, he shows how cultures are created and altered by those in control, also to lead the people like sheep into the next pasture, the next phase, uh, learn the true uh, esoteric meanings of mystery religions from one who knows. And, of course, his website's cuttingthematrix.com. And he's a big part of our new film, Fall of the Republic, available on DVD at InfoWars.com. And he is in the upcoming Chemtrail slash Eugenics masterpiece that I've been really making the last three years since Endgame in the background. And we've now decided to release it in October. Uh, and so he's also going to be part of that. Uh, but he is uh, with us today. And we're going to be taking your calls continually into the next hour. But, Alan, so much is going on. I want to talk to you about Tavistock Institute, one of the premier mind control organizations, how the media works, your take on the BP oil spill, the fact that they're more and more admitting the chemtrailing is going on but hiding it in plain view, uh, the fact that the police and military are waking up, how you see the system trying to keep them under their brainwashing control, what the next phase of the economic collapse is. So much to discuss today. But out of the gates, you heard me play the clip of the cops come to the house, kill the small dog. It's an act of dominance, just like naked body scanners are an act of dominance. Uh, even if the police are unconscious, this is why they've been given this training. And the, and the illustration, though, of Obama saying openly to a senator, we're using this crisis, all this crime and murder uh, that's going on, uh, by contesting some of the private cartels not laundering their money through U.S. banks, knowing it would cause the crisis. We covered this five years ago. We're using that crisis to bring in our North American Union. And this is an amazing admission. Alan Watt. Yeah, it's common, too, that so many of them, uh, Hillary Clinton said the same thing, too, a while back, will use this crisis. You find the members of the Council on Foreign Relations saying the same thing. Never let a good crisis go to waste because there is an agenda and the agenda must go forth uh, regardless. They will use anything at all, including, the, of course, this uh, spill in the Gulf as well. They're using that to get their sustainable development and carbon tax agendas through as well. So these guys literally um, will use every crisis that comes along, and if they can't find one, they'll make one. Yeah. Alan, uh, let's let's go into that first, because uh, I haven't talked to you in a few months uh, on air. I think I interviewed you right before the oil spill. Uh, break down uh, what you think is happening there and what they plan to get out of it uh, for the, the viewers and listeners. Well, this new world order, this phase we're going through now, apart from the amalgamations of whole continents together, and remember the NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, is still rushing ahead. It still has to have a, one more signature put on by the president and the president and the prime ministers of Canada and Mexico, and that's legally binding. Uh, that's the fifth uh, legal agreement. Uh, so that's on the go. We also have the sustainable development, which is the whole way to control the world, uh, really rushing forward. Um, in Britain, for instance, and in other countries, have passed laws already. The, the European Union passed laws that come 2018 to 2020, all homes built must be sustainable, and they're going to start finding those homes which are not uh, thermal-approved and all the rest of it and sustainable. This is neo-feudalism. This is total serfdom to, to literally engage in siege, as they state, to cut off our energy, our calories, so we cannot have children, and we are total creatures of the states, while the elite like Al Gore live in their giant uh, mansions and are exempt from all the rules. 
Absolutely. And they're using every uh, environmental reason to push it ahead. Now, they set up the carbon tax phenomenon uh, quite a few years back. They're already trading carbon taxes. Well, look at how for 20 years in the U.S. they try to restrict farmers and ranchers from building new barns. Are, you know, uh, uh, supposedly if there's ever a puddle during the year, they call it a wetland. I mean, we know their intent. These are vicious, vicious criminals. Yeah, they do believe that they have the right as an elite uh, to to recreate the world in the image they, sh- they say it should be made in and the democracy is too cumbersome uh, to get their agendas through, so they must destroy democracy. And they do so by bringing in new regulations, new laws, and ru- new rules. We adapt into them step by step by uh, acquiescing to them, and, uh, and that becomes the new law, the new way of living, and we're doing it all the time incrementally. And they make it sexy. Uh, they finance top Hollywood people in the last decade going to these zero-footprint spas and resorts, which is fine. I mean, that would be interesting, but that's to sell it to where then when you're made to do it, uh, it's okay with you. And they admit this is to destroy our society. Oh, absolutely. They've made uh, quite plain in their own writings, in their communiques with each other. We've, we've got the top environmentalists coming out now uh, saying uh, that uh, democracy has to be put on hold now. Uh, for the environmental crisis and for the crisis with the food shortages coming and all this kind of stuff. And by the way, they are bringing on food shortages because they have put so many farmers out of business really since World War II. That's right. Now the UN, again to back you up, the UN who in their own State Department Memorandum 200 and their own documents in the 70s said we're going to cut off food, bring in GMOs, start wars, get people fighting with each other in different regions. Now they come out and say food prices are going to go up by 40% in the next three years. Oh my gosh, there's a huge shortage. And then they always pose as the savior for the crisis they've created. Yes, and and they've already uh, jacked up the prices of food twice already in the last few years uh, to, to, to what it was. And uh, people don't really notice they, again, adjust incrementally t- step by step into this new system. And five agri-food businesses have been given the power of controlling the entire uh, food supply of the planet. So it's quite easy to bring on a crisis. It's easy to bring on rationing, which they will do, by the way. Uh, as they bring us into the new system. See, we're supposed to serve the new system. As you say, it's a feudal system. Carl Quigley said that. It says it's to be a new feudal system with the CEOs being the new feudal overlords in collusion with government. And it's to be a scientifically run society, uh, not something that's debated on emotions. Uh, and that's the, 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 that is what the new world order is, basically. H.G. Wells wrote about it back in the 1920s in his own book, he called it a modern utopia. He said gradually, he says rather than kill off all those who are unfit and uh, the ones with the lower IQs, the, the lower classes who will no longer be required in a post-industrial society, he says we shall simply sterilize them and allow them to die off gradually, peacefully. So uh, this is the ongoing agenda. We've been going through it for over a 100 years now. And people don't know that. They think they're born into a system which must be normal on the basis that it exists. But nothing is further from the truth. It's not normal. It's a planned society. Uh, We get no peace. If you notice, not one single generation has been allowed any kind of peace for an awful long time. And uh, if they're not giving you economic wars and depressions and recessions uh, and layoffs, they're giving you actual physical wars and sometimes both combined. Uh, This is their technique. It's order out of chaos. They create the chaos and they get their way. Uh, No sooner had the Berlin Wall gone down uh, and uh, and a few years, right away basically we've got a Gulf War one on the go as they go across there to grab all the oil. This is an ongoing war really uh, since uh, the 1990 and people don't realize that. Well, Alan, suddenly when you read the news, it's just everywhere. Oh, we've got to reduce the world population. We can only have one child. Suddenly, Peter Singer's in the New York Times, who calls humans a disease and a cancer, saying maybe we're the last generation. That was the headline. Maybe no children should be the law. Uh, and, it, and it, again, it's sold in MTV and the colleges as, as cool and fun. They're selling people pure death. 
And there's this attitude where they train the yuppies that feel like they're part of the establishment to giggle and laugh about their enslavement, uh, believing that because they laugh and giggle about it and have smart mouth comments about it, that somehow they're part of it. Uh, what do you call that phenomenon? Because I've always noticed it and haven't heard really anybody else talk about it. I was listening to Michael Savage last week, and I heard him spend about 20 minutes when I was driving home ranting about how they hate life, they hate money, they hate wealth in anybody's hands but themselves. They giggle, they laugh. How they're—he called them curly-haired, you know, Coke bottle, uh, you know, highly intelligent deviants. Uh, they're almost nihilist or, or like Loki saboteurs. Even the minions that serve the system know enough of the of the evil, but they almost cheerlead it, and, 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 and they hate beauty, and they love macabre disease. I mean, what are these creatures? What you've got is an institutionalized, sadomasochistic society, and this is well proven with scientific studies on dictators and all those who follow and obey the dictators. Um, the Nuremberg trial, for instance, they found out that all of the officers immediately around Adolf Hitler uh, still adored him up until their deaths. They thought he was a god pretty well. And, uh, and in a ranking system of authority, the psychopath admires the one with more power above them and despises the lesser beneath them. So he's uh, sadistic to the one beneath him. And you have a deviant um, uh, sadomasochistic system in operation today with everything that comes from deviancy, including into the perversions of the sexual area, too. Uh, that's rampant today. It's taught today, in fact, as, an, as a new normal. Uh, winning is normal now, uh, defeating people. If you're defeated, there's no such thing as well done. You did your best. They, they literally despise you. They hate you. They want to destroy you. Uh, and if you, gro if you grovel to them for help, they will destroy you. That is the system we're in. You've got a generation raised on power, uh, all a youngster will see today is the uh, the video games with the, uh, the biggest monster beating all the, the rest, and that's what he admires. When he grows up, he wants to be on the winning team. All he sees are the cops and all the cop movies with authority, machine guns, um, attack helicopters, that kind of stuff. That's what turns him on. That's what he sees as being the normal to survive, to win. And that's what he becomes, basically. If you're not one of those, you're, you're one of the ordinary civilians, as it's called, even in the movies. They show um, them the archetypal torturing beast and say, this is the new hero. Yeah, absolutely. This is the male model, uh, not a loving, caring, intelligent male uh, who fights if they have to, but... You know, is a inventor and a teacher and someone who has depth. No, they're teaching the young males, be a mindless idiot, be a thug, you will have power. We'll be back with Alan Watt. Stay with us. This radio show has been so successful is the guests, the information, the analysis, the films, the news websites, but also I am frantic. I've always telegraphed a sense of urgency because I'm genuinely feeling it. And when Alan Watt and many others I respect, of course I could feel it in my gut and see it intellectually as well, said the quickening is now here a few years ago. You're going to see an acceleration. It's one thing to psychologically and intellectually coldly understand we're going into the big plunge. But it's another thing to actually now be living it and experiencing it, going down this slide as it accelerates. Alan Watt, uh, getting more into the oil spill and what you believe is behind that, and now where all of this is going to go, uh, what your intel is on Iran. They're openly saying they're going to attack it now, just brazenly hiding it in plain view. Uh, go over that for us. Well, we know that the attack on Iran is a continuation of the same uh, policy of uh, the project for New American Century. They listed the countries they wanted to attack when they were in collusion with Israel. 
uh, starting with um, they said Afghanistan for the states, then Iraq, and followed by Iran, and then Syria. They have never veered off this agenda. And the Israeli papers have actually printed this many times over the same sequence. Um, so that's an ongoing policy, regardless of the changes of House. And as Jefferson said, when you see the same policies going through, even though the House of Congress has changed with a new party, he said, then no, then you're under tyranny. Well, we've been seeing the same policies for many, many houses changes, uh, changes and uh, the same policies go ahead regardless uh, into the scientific socialism, as I said, where experts will guide our every move, everything that we do, even if we're born. And that's what it's all about. Um, the Gulf idea, they need a catastrophe. They needed a catastrophe. Same as uh, 9-11, uh, the New American Century said, uh, we need something on the scale of Pearl Harbor to motivate the American public behind a war. And bang, down go the towers and we're off to war. They needed something because the people were not go falling for the global warming scam. There was too much exposed about their, their fake statistics and so on. Uh, they weren't going for this carbon taxes uh, at the Copenhagen meeting, and so they needed something of a crisis to push it through, and bingo, you get the spill in the Gulf, and sure enough, they're using this as an excuse to start limiting energy and so on. They've just uh, put £300 uh, extra uh, taxes on every air flight going out of Britain uh, to, to make up supposedly for the coming energy shortages as they see it. This is all part of the same thing. This will happen in the States, too. How does a tax make up for that? I mean, how does a tax make up? And, mm -hmm. and uh, of course, that was part of the Copenhagen Treaty is this new global authority with carbon taxes on flights. And Obama yeah. is saying we've got to pass the carbon bill. Uh, yeah. You know, this tax will fix it. And then all the evidence is they've been blocking the relief. Uh, the people on the well were given orders by BP that they said would cause this spill to happen. I mm -hmm. mean, this is... More and more, they're doing everything in plain view. Why do you think we've had them come out and admit that the CIA is putting out fake bin Laden videos in the in the Washington Post, in the spy talk column, which is an official CIA? I mean, Washington Post is admittedly CIA run, and that's the spy column you know, about spooks every week. They admitted that there. They come right out on Fox and admit, yes, we grow the opium. Why, Alan, when we come back, are they just suddenly... Admitting everything. I mean, it, it, it's just incredible. Alan Watt, whole next hour with us, final hour, and your phone calls. Dan, Al, Aaron, Monica, JD. About 15 minutes to the next hour, we'll start taking your phone calls. I talked to Jack McClam, Officer Jack McClam, just over the phone last segment, the last break. He said he confirmed with his sources the BLM bombing the oil rig. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Demo's got a story up on Infowars.com and GCNlive.com. Iran attack moves forward. Iran permitted the U.S. and Israel to score a propaganda victory Monday when it refused to allow two international atomic energy agency inspectors entry into the country for an inspection of its nuclear program. And uh, it's now being used by the former head of uh, Mossad. Uh, to call for a preemptive strike with nukes on Iran. That's what uh, the rest of the Israeli government's calling for. And a U.S. slash Israeli fleet is now off the coast of Iran. And Israeli papers are saying that it, uh, they're preparing to start boarding Iranian ships and stopping goods going into the country, which is an act of war. So this could flare up today, a week from now, or a year from now. But it's definitely on the front burner. And, th and this is so serious. But going back to Alan Watt, we'll talk more about that throughout the hour. Uh, researcher, author Alan Watt. Uh, Alan, I was asking you the question of why are they so out in the open now? I mean, they've really shifted from admitting things more and more a few years ago, but spinning it to just, yeah, the CIA fakes fake bin Laden videos in the Washington Post. Yeah, the government's growing the opium and shipping it in. What's the big deal? I mean, th what is that tactic, Alan Watt? Uh, part of it is a, a tactic of the creation of apathy within the general populace. When, when you're changing or shifting gears from one system to another and you're destroying all the old and you're increasing prices, you've got massive unemployment rates, all of that kind of stuff, you, you 
give them a kind of schizoid um, society, again, through all media, where on the one hand you turn on the television and things seem quite normal, there's your favourite old shows and everything's okay, and then you hear your schizophrenic news mixed with Hollywood and so on, so all the horror that you're seeing as the drones hit uh, the wrong villages in Pakistan kill people is mixed up with uh, the latest boob job uh, in some Hollywood bimbo. Um, everything becomes surrealistic, and at the same time they hammer you uh, with a new system, the ideas that subconsciously penetrate you that you're going into or you are into a new system and there's nothing you can do about it. It's a creation of apathy mixed up with surrealism. It's a scientific technique actually, intense um, very advanced psychological warfare on a grand scale and it's done through repetition. We've been going through it for quite a few years now. Learned helplessness. It's confusing people. Uh, never in an old tribal situation 5,000 years ago would you see happy bimbos cut into children dying and so it's not normal and so they're literally searing our neurons and programming us where we're a bunch of gibbering idiots and just can't even respond to real human activity as they reduce the language down where it's impossible now. I mean, I see people at grocery stores and the mall and the street, even well-to-do people who literally cannot hold a conversation. I mean, they have been turned into suboid slaves. They have. It's linguistic minimalism, so that you, cannot, you cannot express ideas of even frustration, never mind, let's get ready for revolution. And it, Orwell went through that whole technique very, very well indeed. You cannot express a thought to another person or a coherent idea or a plan, and therefore nothing can come against those the, who are ruling you. It's very advanced psychological warfare, but uh, Bertrand Russell and others said we have to create apathy amongst the public during this phase. That's what you've got to an extent as a, as a form of apathy. It makes people feel powerless. What can you do is the only thing that they, they can possibly say. What can you do? Oh, well. And uh, and everyone, again, is tied into a system as we're trained to, like little, little animals, to, to work for this thing called money that keeps becoming more more um, diluted like like water. And uh, everybody's afraid to, to lose the little bit that they have already, even though those who at the top are bringing you into a system that you, where you will be given ration cards and you will be given so many credits for being a good boy or a good girl, and you might buy that, that new iPod or whatever it happens to be. That's right. That's the secret. They get you roped in to the casino. They get you roped into Wall Street. They get you roped into the pension, roped into Social Security, roped into the system on your smaller and smaller island, like Howard Beale says. Just leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my steel Belgian radials, and I'll leave you alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm a human being. My life has value. I don't know what all the answers are. I just know first you've got to get mad. You've got to break your conditioning. You've got to see how they've incrementally lowered us into this morass of evil and dehumanization. You've got to break your conditioning and awaken out of it. Stay with us. He's the T-Rex of political talk. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Alan Watt, author, researcher, uh, is our guest. Cuttingthematrix.com is his website. Our websites are Infowars.com and PrisonPlanet.com. And we were discussing before the break the mind control, the way that they have Geraldo Rivera with the Marine Corps colonel admitting that our forces helped grow the opium, and CIA aircraft are constantly caught with cocaine and heroin on board, and it's an open secret and came out congressional hearings. The government ships the drugs in. But now they just come out and admit they're growing it. And they come out and admit the CIA is putting out fake bin Laden videos. And they use the exact same replay of propaganda about Iran having nukes, just like Iraq supposedly did. And it comes out that Rahm Emanuel uh, in mainstream you know, NBC uh, was getting kickbacks with Blagojevich and that BP was paying illegally for his apartment. And no one gets in trouble. And it's just setting the precedent that, yes, it's just like a pimp breaks a prostitute. He gets her, he beats her up, 
You know, they have that HBO special about pimps, and they say, what do you pay your whores? I pay her nothing. And she likes it. Maybe I give her some fried chicken every once in a while. And there was a case we talked about in that same documentary where the prostitute's been hit by a car. She's almost dead, and her mother's there going, oh, my baby, my baby. And the pimp comes in all arrogantly, and she says, oh, baby, I'm going to get back up for you. I'm going to get back off the out of this out of this bed. I'm going to make you that money, baby. I'm going to do everything I, I can for you. And he's like, that's right. You better. And, and the woman just grovels. And I don't know what it is about the psyche, but but many women, you know, they like the bad guy in high school. I didn't know to a certain extent I was seen as the bad guy, but the point is, is that, is that, uh, in, but I mean, really the bad guy. And, and there's an expanded significance to that today where there's just a, yeah, we took trillions Congress. The Federal Reserve says we're not going to tell you where it is. And it comes out in the Chicago Tribune that Dyncore and Halliburton have been caught running giant child kidnapping rings and nobody gets in trouble. And it comes out that all of this is happening and, and, uh, it's incredible. What do you call that scenario that I call the pimp game? I mean, how would you quantify that in Alan Watt terminology, Alan? It's part of um, getting the public used to uh, a form of lawlessness across the board in society. It's easier to control a society in a feudalistic fashion um, when the big boys come in with the, the black goons, the black-clad goons and soldiers. Um, it's easy to control them when they're already living in a, a apparently a corrupt society where you give payoffs for any, everything and anything you, that you actually need even to, to basically survive day to day. Uh, in other words, there's no law and order at the, on the bottom level technically, and society itself becomes corrupted. They have to become corrupted to survive. And as corrupt globalists, their carbon taxes that they admit will be on uh, families won't be allowed to live in a home by themselves. Everything will be dormitories. There'll be a one-child policy. They're now announcing it. Uh, if you can have a factory, a business, a job, everything is up to government, and then it can selectively enforce it. And then it's the new super class where, hey, honey, you want to be able to have a job? You want to be able to have a, a hamburger stand? You look pretty good. You've got to serve my troops. This is what bondage means. It does. And also, as I say, they needed this uh, Gulf uh, tragedy to bring in the carbon taxes. They've already been trading them, as I say, for four or five years in the EU. The, the European Parliament gave out millions of dollars uh, or, or euros worth of free carbon uh, credits for them to trade. They're already making profits off them. Uh, Lord Rothschild's uh, with Al Gore, is, uh, his bank in Switzerland has been agreed. That's where all the carbon taxes for the entire world has to go through. They're not going to back off, you understand. They've set this up for the last few years, and everything counts on it. So they need to, uh, and they will make uh, whatever it takes to happen to get it ran through until we're living in utter poverty and paying all see it's also a substitute too for consumerism you, you'll find that everything that you earn will be getting paid back in, in fees and taxes uh, and there'll be very little left to, to live on at the bottom and that's a substitute for, for uh, a consumerist society that that's definitely part of their agenda and they admit that that's their agenda is to bankrupt everyone uh, but the good news is, as you said, their carbon tax is in trouble, their wars are in trouble, their agenda on every front is in trouble, and that's why the FCC in the U.S. has now announced the Australian-style plan, a black box in the home that both spies on you and regulates what you can watch. I didn't even expect for them to come out this bold, this early, and to actually have it in newspapers in the U.S., Almost as an aside of, uh, yeah, we're going to track everything you're doing, and yeah, Google's driving around for the NSA, listening to everything you do illegally, and uh, that's just the way it is. And yeah, we're going to start shutting down freedom of speech uh, in America. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to bring the fairness doctrine back to talk radio. Uh, they are really desperate. This shows, because from what I've studied, they believe we wouldn't wake up this much. They believe they could use the web, that we'd only care about LeBron James and football and basketball, and that and Tiger Woods, and we wouldn't use the web as a tool against them. Now they see that we have used it, and as Jay Rockefeller said in a Senate hearing, we would have been better never inventing the Internet. So they've clearly made the decision to start shutting it off, uh, and it appears they're going with a bold, uh, uh, you know, quick way to do it. Uh, I don't see that going well for them, uh, Alan.
It depends. It, it hangs really on the U.S. See, most countries have, have gone through generations of financial depression, like, like Britain, for instance. Also, uh, they've been overrun by immigrants by design. Tony Blair's aide admitted that in the newspapers that Tony Blair said that he was going to open the, the gates of immigration so wide in Britain uh, with the most diverse cultures that any semblance of a British identity would be lost and could never be regained forever. That has happened there. So people are apathetic. Many of the immigrants came from countries where there is no uh, democracy as such, and they accept a new totalitarian regime where you do what you're told quite naturally. That's what they're trying to do in the States as well right now. So it depends on how many people within the United States still has enough gumption to stand up and literally by any and all means say, no, we're not going to be your servants and your, and your serfs. Uh, and uh, and do something about it. It's coming down to that. If it doesn't happen, um, then you will go into an even more apathetic state as everyone scrapes to get by, to live and survive, and people become more afraid to, to even speak about anything that's happening. Well, here's an example of that. The New York Daily News is reporting what sheriffs have told us for five years. Mexican drug cartels threaten to harm U.S. police officers who bust drug shipments while off-duty, they're already killing cops all over. And so uh, we knew five years ago from our sources in the DEA and others that they were training Los Zetas to start killing American cops and that the New World Order was going to use Mexican muscle to start running mafia tactics. And because there's the language barrier, the average American would, would allow this to creep up on them. And now this has been done. And here it is in the New York Daily News. I mean, we are really going under a total mafia government. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is a style like that. You've also got a terrible problem, too. A society gets more and more degraded, and they lose their morality. They lose their their ability to all have a common a common idea of of the rights and wrongs within that society. You have a massive problem with with cops on the take in all the big cities. Um, uh, but if you so won't easy. take the take, they threaten to kill your family. I mean, and 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 the feds are covering this up and 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 funded this. The CIA is running this. This is the death of America. It is actually, it is, and as I say, it's the U.S. is the only country left. Uh, in fact, it's the only country that had an idea of personal uh, freedoms and, and liberties and so on. No other country's had that. So it all hinges on what happens within America. If they succumb to it uh, quietly, then it's all over. If, if they make a real ruckus about it and become very um, adamant and staunch and, and firm uh, immovable in the, their demands, then they may be listened to. And even then, the big boys at the top who are not stupid whatsoever will try and find ways around it. It, 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 really, it really is that serious, Alex. Um, within the next five years, you won't recognize society at all if, if it goes any further because they've, they've laid out their agenda to the totalitarian uh, system that's planned here, uh, a new serfdom. Uh, ration cards eventually will be introduced. Um, there's no doubt about that. that. Under the carbon tax, no matter how much money you've got, you're going to have to have the ration cards and, and then the black market controlled by the government. I mean, it is just racket on top of racket on top of racket with the set goal of bankrupting everyone. And then they just feed us the culture killing sludge that's on TV to turn us all into monkeys. Yes, and also, too, in this rationing that's coming along, they already have a form of this for the, the wealthy elite themselves and those who get into politics. You get access to uh, the true uh, natural food and uh, organically grown food that it doesn't even come in contact with the, the sprayed skies, the chemtrails. Uh, they get access to this, and so the goody two-shoes ones will get access to the better rationing. The rest of us will die off with the Monsanto uh, GMO and heavily toxically sprayed stuff. So that's part of the agenda as they take down society and the numbers uh, within the, our societies. And then meanwhile, every day, new major government, industry, university, medical center reports, every GMO food has the side effect. No, that's the main effect of sterilizing, hurting the rats within three generations. They're totally sterile, hair growing out of their mouths, deformed. Uh, we see fetal birth weights uh, way down. Uh, fetal birth rates are way up in the United States. Uh, the honeybees are dying from it. It's working like a charm. I mean, this is...
the most psychopathic nightmare system. And the public's defenseless because all they care about is football, baseball, uh, Hollywood gossip, and drinking their sodium fluoride. And those of us that are awake are being listed as terrorists. Uh, and the borders are imploding. I mean, it is just, and now they're getting ready for World War III. Your phone call is coming up next with Alan Watts. Stay with us. was a land where the people were very, very free. Energy was cheap and prosperity filled the land. This made some grown-ups very angry and they wanted to take away our freedoms. So they created a mythical crisis saying, CO2 was bad, even though CO2 is what we breathe and it makes the plants grow. In fact, nothing would be green without CO2. And they scared all the children by saying that people doing ordinary things were killing the planet. So they passed a very nasty bill called Cap and Trade, so they could tax us for everything we do, like keeping our houses warm and driving cars. And that's why we can't afford to keep the house any warmer, honey. Why did they do all this, Daddy? To stop global warming, honey. But they really did it because they want to kill that little girl. They don't want her to be born in their own words. This is eugenics. This is about the globalist controlling society. Some folks took a government-paid-for high-budget ad that says that bunny rabbits and dogs will drown and die, uh, that they air in Australia, uh, and they made a spoof of what it really means. Alan Watt, again, you understand that this is an incremental scientific dictatorship in their own words. But a lot of times you're a bit pessimistic. Speaking of solutions before we go to calls, I do see us having a fighting chance. I mean, I really am seeing a massive awakening happening right now. Uh, and I think that's why Zbigniew Brzezinski, as you know, about five weeks ago, gave a speech to the CFR in Canada, where you live, and basically said for the first time in history, the whole world is awake to us and our world government's in trouble. Uh, and that's what their internal documents show. I mean, I don't think they're invincible. What do you think? They're not invincible. It's the will of the people uh, that, that's at stake here. And uh, the, the problem is, and this is what they've discussed at the top themselves in their own books, they've, they work out everything under a warfare strategy. And they've said that if those who are still making enough money to get by and so on, um, if they are making enough money, they will not join the rest at the bottom. So they're hoping to, to really segregate society from the haves and the have-nots as they push it further and further and bring up taxes and extra taxes and even value-added taxes. Britain, by the way, has just put up their value-added tax to 20% on every purchase. So they're hoping to do the same thing in America. So those who can, can keep affording it um, until it hurts them, uh, they, they'll tend to, to neglect those beneath them who are really hurting. And then the poor will become more vicious and start attacking the middle class. So the middle class will instinctively then kind of team up with the elite, at least yeah. in their own minds, when it's the elite that orchestrated the entire program to begin with. That's right. And, and what, what has to happen is, therefore, is that everyone has to have a quick education uh, that it doesn't matter what class you think you belong to and uh, or how well you think that you're doing at the moment. Uh, they're going to take the whole system down gradually until you're all serfs and they get it round to everybody in the end because there's to be no middle class whatsoever left after this agenda is through. They've said that in all their writings from Karl Marx right up through the Royal Institute of International Affairs, no middle class will be allowed. This new scientific society, the only replacement for a middle class will be a scientific elite. And that's what we have already. Look who, who Obama's appointed on all these different panels. He's got more appointees than any previous government. And these guys were all the old hardline scientific socialist type communists uh, that have been helping to write the depopulation programs for years. Well, there's never been an believers. administration this packed. I mean, they're all saying no Second Amendment, global extermination, one-child policies, eugenics, mm -hmm. no free speech. I mean, they're in a group of authoritarian, goblin-like, pot-bellied, jowled, little human-hating trash. Mm -hmm. And also what the U.S. and everybody else has to do is to kick off uh, uh, all these people, all these appointees, all these NGO groups that are now appointed to governments. We did not elect them. They have no say over our lives. 
uh, and therefore they have to be kicked out completely and government has to be taught. And you know this, Alex, government's going to, one way or another, one way or another, government has to be taught, retaught, that they serve the people. Well, notice it's not public servant. It's official. It's authority. And the media creamily calls them officials and mm, bows down to them and gets the government press releases and with relish repeats the lies and bows to government. Everything's the opposite of what liberty is, just bowing and groveling to the petty signets of power. That's right. Uh, this is a strange society where the, the, the public servants earn more uh, than, than, than maybe a thousand families combined each. So uh, that there's something wrong here, and they have to get back to serving the people. Um, they've never served the people in other countries. In the U.S., you were the only country with a, with a chance. And I think the people have to regain that very, very quickly. And as I say, by one means or another, because we know the agenda. They've told us the agenda. They know what's in store yeah, for the public. They're already poisoning the food, the water. Most of us are dead already with the soft kill weapons. Um, stay there, Alan Watt. We're going directly to calls when we come back. Um, key information straight ahead. Cuttingthematrix.com, Infowars.com. We're on the march. The Empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around a bit. And I All right, we're going back to Alan Watt I don't know here in just a minute. Uh, by the way, everything we're talking about is in hundreds of government textbooks, policy reports. That's the frustration, is the globalists said 100 years ago they were going to build a global socialist system to bankrupt everyone and make us all dependent on a scientific elite to then carry out the eugenics extermination of the general public. And that's what they're going to do, and they're already poisoning you in the food and water. Some people send me emails and say, we live longer than we did 100 years ago. Depending on the period, around 30%, sometimes even higher, 50%, I mean, in between those gradients, People died by the age of five to six to seven. A lot of kids died at, you know, in the first six months. You had a lot of infant mortality. So they averaged that in and say, oh, uh, the average person lived to be, say, 43 years old in 1860. Well, that's not true. If you made it past the age of 10, the average person lived into their early 80s. And if you look at infant mortality, they now admit that America has the lowest infant mortality that is the highest rate of children dying, the highest infant mortality in the world uh, of, an, of any industrialized world, uh, country. And I'm trying to hurry here, and I start babbling whenever I do that because I've got Alan Watt in your calls. But let me just take my time on this for a moment. There's different statistics from each year gleaned in different counties and cities. And uh, they've gone back and looked at this. But here's a layman's way of explaining it. We have family cemeteries in East Texas that we visited uh, and you will see Jones, Johnsons, Browns, depending on what cemetery we're visiting, and uh, 30% or more, you know, every two or three graves, it's a year-old child, two-year-old child, one-month-old child, uh, child uh, who stillbirth. A lot of the graves are children. So when you look at that, then you look at Russia. They're... Life expectancy is going way down. The United States is going way down. We are being poisoned. We are being killed. This is happening. So I'm done talking about that. Okay, going back to Alan Watt and your phone calls. Alan, I want to go to these calls, uh, but then at the last few minutes of the show, any other points that you think are important that are on the front burner in Alan Watt's uh, interesting and informative uh, world uh, and uh, you know, closing out the broadcast. But right now let's go to Dan in Colorado. Dan, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hi, Alex. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Been listening to you for about seven years. Hope you'll give me a minute here to go ahead and uh, try to correct a wrong. I, I believe you're a phenomenal person uh, that uh, has a great amount of knowledge. But one of the, one thing you said today that just bothered me so bad, it was worth waiting the hour and 20 minutes all to be able to say something. This business about the Catholic clergy not allowing men to be married for most men having sex with men. Is bull. Is is you know, the reality of it is, and there, there's uh, from Associated Press, their insurance report indicates more child sex abuse amongst Protestants than 
clergy. Uh, the reality well, sir, I mean, let me be clear. I'm not involved in, 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 in Catholic bashing here, and I get criticized because I don't Catholic bash. It's a very popular thing to do, and the media promotes it. Uh, I know there's been debates in the Catholic Church, and, and just from my study of different navies, uh, and and you know other groups. Um, I mean, it seems to me you get a bunch of men together and they can't ever be with a woman. That you're statistically going to have some problems uh, there. But you know, I was taking calls. I understand you've been holding before Alan Watt, uh, but people just obsess over this stuff. The lady called in and says something about the Catholic Church, so I just threw in there that there is epidemic levels of child molestation going on all over the place. We talk about Congress and these congressmen. Uh, and, and how in powerful positions this is going on everywhere. And I don't think that can be denied, Dan. Alex, are you going to allow me to speak? Well, I mean, you're on the air, sir. I, I just responded. You had a chance. Well, hold on. I'll put him on hold. You just allowed me. I mean, I mean, I allowed you to make your statement, which was a whole thought. And then I countered, and it seemed it made you really mad that 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 I came back with my point about how child molestation is epidemic in power uh, systems, and I'm going to get Alan Watts' take on that in a moment, but but go ahead, Dan. Or you can respect me enough to go ahead and want me to purchase your products. No, no, put him on hold. Put him on hold. He's mad, see, and he's going to pick a fight with me because he doesn't like what I said earlier about how there's, uh, I mean, obviously the, the the Pope, I mean, if he's infallible, uh, he said that he say he said that it was wrong and he apologized. I mean, I'm not uh, obsessing over this, but but I mean, we don't really even get into these issues because it's already well known. But you're angry, Dan. If you want to put out your opinion or set me straight, go ahead. But if you're so enraged because I'm giving my opinion, then there's no point, Dan. Now well, let's try one more time. Go ahead, Dan. I'm enraged because you're talking over me. That's why I'm enraged. You interrupt. Okay, put him on hold again. We're going to continue this. We're going to continue this, Dan. This is how this is how this works. See, I don't sit there like these old fogey radio shows that nobody listens to, where one guy talks for an hour and nobody interjects. People like hearing back and forth. That's normal, unless you've got you know Alzheimer's. What I'm saying to you, sir, is that you made your counterpoint to me, and then I made my counterpoint back, and you're calling that an eruption. I'm going to give you one more chance to not repeat that I'm interrupting and tell me your view. My view is you've got it all wrong. If you don't know who Bella Dodd is, your real school of darkness, a Catholic communist agent that went ahead and infiltrated a Catholic church with over 1,000 men, also testified in front of Congress clear back in the 30s and the 40s. If you don't know about that, you don't know what's going on as far as the battle within the Catholic church. There's good and evil. Well, I'm, the sir, I'm not a Catholic, so I, I mean, I don't know a lot about the, I mean, about it. I've got Catholic friends. They seem like good people that are out there, you know, standing up against abortion and things. Catholics are some of the best people I've met. My, my whole thing is I'm nonpartisan. I'm non-denominational. I don't weigh into all these religious infighting. That's a tool of the globalist. Uh, and I do know that they, uh, that the communists and others said they would infiltrate all of the clergy to take them over and corrupt them. And I and I am aware of that. Uh, and actually, we have talked about that uh, here on the show. Uh, so listen, Dan, why don't you write an article? And send it to Infowars.com with your points. And if it's well-written and sourced, we'll post it. We, we, uh, we have people that give us different views. Write an op-ed piece. Send it to writers at Infowars.com. Okay, I appreciate your call. I'm sorry, Alan, to digress for three minutes on that. But, uh, I mean, I, I just the guy's really wound up. Do you have any comments to that? It's divide and conquer. It's quite right that uh, the Catholic Church was heavily infiltrated um, Malachi Martin came out and said that there was, uh, in the hierarchy and, and going up downwards, there was a, a, a group of homosexual priests there who covered for each other and were up to many other things which were definitely not Catholic whatsoever. Uh, it's a bureaucracy at the top and it's infiltrated and it's gone its own direction. And since Vatican I and Vatican II, technically uh, they've helped to destroy what was left of the church. We've got to understand that everything that was an institution that gave values to people has been destroyed over the last hundred years. And what was left even of the Protestant religions, I, I can't even relate to them anymore um, because they're they're almost like TV evangelists with feel-good uh, attitudes and never look at evil, uh, just be happy. Uh, everything has been destroyed along with the morality that goes with it, and society has been debased to, to its bottom level. The deviancy in society is rampant through all society now. Look at what they're watching on television. 
And I don't watch TV, but if I tune in once every six months to a year, it, I, I feel like I've come back from an alien planet and how far it's gone. That's right, because they incrementally make it wilder and more sick and more mentally ill and just nonsensical. The cartoons are meant to screw the kids up and confuse them, so they'll be rudderless. And if you don't watch a lot of TV, then when you come back to it, it is just laced with propaganda, no matter what you're watching. I challenge people, you know, Stop drinking tap water, and then six months later, taste how horrible it tastes. Uh, I challenge people to not watch TV for six months and then go back to it, and, and you will witness the programming. Go ahead, Alan. Well, even their much music television for the youngsters is simulated sex. I mean, it's almost they're almost naked now, as well as taking the rest of, of their rags off, whatever they're wearing, uh, because that's what you're seeing on television. That's the message to the young uh, th- that anything goes. Remember, too, they said that they're going to make children obsessed, obsessed with sex, even p- before puberty. And when they could do that, those children would never bor- uh, bond with a mate for life. It would not happen. Multiple sex. Julian Huxley, the first CEO of UNESCO, said that very thing. He said, we shall push this till it becomes an addiction. And he said they will not bond and get married. Therefore, they can copulate as much as they want as long as there's no offspring. That's what we want. That's happened. That's already gone and passed. It's, and they it's all here. write books about it. They all state it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I don't want to digress with Dan. Uh, it's just, it, to me, it's a complete divide and conquer distraction. Uh, all I simply said was, is that I couldn't imagine not being married and having kids. Uh, and, 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 I, and so that was the point I was throwing out there. Uh, let's go ahead and talk to Al in Texas. Al, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good afternoon, Alex. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. God bless you. I know it's gotta be stressful, you know, your, your job, and I can't even imagine the stress level that you're in, man. Well, we do what we gotta do, but thank you, sir. Any questions for Alan Water statements? Uh, well, uh, statements really, uh, I'd like to let the people of Southeast Texas know that, uh, we have got to, uh, use our own printers and ink to print up the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. We have got to get it out to as, as many people as possible. Uh, the, these documents themselves are really the most important things we have. And, uh, if people don't read them, if people don't understand them, then they're, they have them, themselves to blame for, for what happens, you know, in the, in the coming years. Um, we are presently trying to organize a walk uh, along the Mississippi River. Uh, well, not along the river literally, but we're trying to uh, get a bunch of copies of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights to to give, uh, you know, hand out to people and you know show them, you know, the true documents and and let them know what's really going on. You know, you know, it just they need to understand that these documents are law. This is what our nation is supposed to abide by. And well, that's why we put free ones in with all the orders at InfoWars.com. Al, I appreciate your call. Aaron in Texas, you're on the air. Does anybody have a question for Alan Watt? Yeah, uh, I was actually wanting to touch on the subject earlier about the mind control and about, uh, you know, I, I've been noticing it a lot on uh, the television with uh, Connect a Million Minds. Uh, I know Time Warner is the, the, the one who's putting it on the air, uh, but... I don't know if you've seen that commercial at all. No, what is it? I don't watch very much TV. What is it? It's an after-school care uh, for children. Oh, kids' shows are just 100% brainwashing, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a program that you put your children in. Uh, I've just seen it popping up recently. Uh, It basically just talks about... about science and technology and and how to how to progress uh, your children's life basically uh, well it, I've it, seen PBS shows everyone I've tuned in with kids about how great it is to take vaccine shots Alan Watt talking about children's programming that's really bizarre when you watch it it is uh, bizarre but you know it's always been that way really since the, the 60s onwards uh, now uh, people don't realize that that uh, script writers are paid by governments to write cartoons with messages in it to do with environment uh, and many, many other topics, preparing them for, for the life that they will grow up into, which will be entirely different from their parents. So they're being programmed uh, that everything that they, they will experience in their life is normal when it comes along. They're pre-programmed for it from kindergarten up, but the cartoons, um, it's amazing. You know, almost every author in Canada that writes novels is, lives on a grant from the government. Because we're socialist here, you see. Same in Britain. 
and they must write in all the politically correct updates and messages for well, that's the what my children. Dad pointed out. He said he's always seen propaganda in science fiction and novels, but he says now almost every book he buys randomly that's a you know, bestseller is about how patriots are bad and gun owners are bad and drugging yeah. people is good and world government is good. I mean, we're just swimming in brainwashing, which is the prima facie evidence of a tyranny. It's tyranny, but it is uh, to be a scientifically elitist-driven society. Um, They say that we're post-democratic now. Uh, Democracy is too cumbersome. It's too many conflicting parties. Therefore, it's out the window. Regardless of the semblance they still give you for party uh, opposition, it's really just an act. Um, we're post-democratic. They're all on board with it. It's just, just an act for the public. That's all they are. That's all politics is now. Well said, uh, it's, Alan, let's, jam in, let's jam in one more here, hurrying towards the end. Monica in California, you're on the air. Hi, Alex. Hi. What's on your mind? Yes, I just want to say that I pray for you and your family every day. Thank you. And I've been getting upset a little bit. Everybody's been giving you kind of a hard time about the Gulf. And I think you're doing an excellent job covering it. Well, and one guy called that... in and, and, and said I'd never covered the Gulf. It was a, it was a, and he, and he said everyone was upset. It was a, it was a mass hoax. It, it's a attempted petty programming to to say everyone's mad at you. One caller said that, and then and then that becomes a self fulfilling thing. We've been covering the Gulf probably too much, and they're using it as a distraction for their World War Three with Iran. Uh, but stay there. I'm going to come back to you, Monica, and get your take on what's happening. Try to jam in J.D. and Laura, and then get a quick comment from Alan Watt before he leaves on what he thinks, uh, something, uh, you know, e- anything else important that he thinks we haven't covered here. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Great material and information. His website, CuttingTheMatrix.com. One word, of course, our sites are InfoWars.com and PrisonPlanet.tv. We're going to go into rebroadcast in about five minutes. And if you're listening on the Internet streams, in the first hour I covered the situation with Mexico just completely collapsing and uh, border state sheriffs begging for help. They're under siege. Uh, plots to blow up dams in Texas by the Los Zetas CIA-controlled groups. This is the destabilization, the controlled chaos takedown of America. I wanted to jam in a few final calls, though, with Alan Watt. Always great to have Alan on with us. Uh, Monica, uh, thank you for saying that you should, uh, appreciate our work, but uh, anything else on your mind? Uh, yes, I was watching TV the other day, and something kind of alarmed me. Um, Dr. Oz had a program saying how you can protect your family from anthrax. And I'm just, I want to tell the American people that, you know, we have little time. And it's not fun to fight tyranny. That's right. They hide anthrax attacks months before it even happened. And that's why on 9-11 I said they're going to launch an anthrax attack. And three weeks later we found out they'd already launched it. They pre-program. And when you know, it's incredibly obvious. Is that what you're getting at, Monica? Yes. And they're also pushing for adults to get this new DPT shot. So that's something that should be alarmed to the American people. And, look, it's not fun to fight tyranny, but we need to get off off our butts and stop depending on Ron Paul and Alex Jones because you guys do a great job and you guys give a lot of your family time up to do what you do. And it's greatly appreciated. Well, we appreciate you, but I'm not going to have a family in the future. I'm not going to be able to have grandchildren if we don't turn this around now. I mean, I don't think people understand that I use the parallel or the – you know, the analogy of those old movies where you're trapped in the chamber and the water's pouring in, and if you don't figure out the combination, you're going to, you know, drown very, very quickly. Alan, uh, any other key points you want to make? Yeah, um, this uh, G8, the G20, are going on now in Toronto. Um, at the top of the list, of course, is the Gulf mess, and out of it will come the debate to do with the carbon taxes, energy conservation, um, we've already got smart meters put across Canada like crazy, just throwing them in there. These things have, uh, they communicate directly to the, the electric uh, masters, whoever they happen to be, by two methods, broadband and FM. And the purpose, according to them in Britain, is that they can then cut you off any time they wish to when you've exceeded your allocated quota. Well, so that's we're going already into... been done in California, and now the license plates are going to flash government, homeland security messages and brainwashing. All the license plates 
uh, nationwide, starting in California, will be little telescreen brainwashing messages. Alan Watt, have you seen that article? I hadn't seen that one. No, that's interesting. <laughs> California license plates may go digital. And... And it says uh, image ad blaring license plates, and it goes on Amber Alerts and government messages. So now you're a slave advertising government propaganda. But going back to what you said, notice how Copenhagen and every other meeting they have, they've got to have a carbon tax for the G20. And now they'll have this new meeting and claim they just had this idea for the exact same global carbon tax treaty, which will fund the private central banks. Yet they never change their tactics and, and their agenda. When they make a plan, doesn't matter what comes, they will ram it through one way or another. But what's interesting too is that Canada, and they don't, most Canadians don't even know it, they're using Canadian taxpayers' money to build big, giant can-do, that's Canadian company, can-do nuclear reactors in China right now. And we're paying for it from Canada because China under the, the agreement through GATT is still a third world country, believe it or not. We can't even get them to repair our old ones here. That's right. You can't have new coal <laughs> plants there because of carbon taxes, but I saw that in your news, but you're paying for nuke reactors in China to run yep. factories. Well said, Alan Watt. Alan, we'll talk to you again soon. Alan, of course, is in our film, Fall of the Republic. Thank you so much for your amazing insight. Thanks for having me on, Alex. Thank you. Great job, your crew. Retransmission starts now. Don't forget the free iPhone app. Listen to the show at InfoWars.com. See you back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central.